to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts, Ben Porter, oui. Charlotte Porter, oui. and me, Josh Hartley. Ben and Charlotte are back. Oui. We are recording for the first time in the new studio. In the studio? Yeah, in, in the Ashen Hold Art, the, the, the Fortress, the Forge. The Forge. The Ashen Hold Art. Yeah. Yeah. So how's things? Yeah, things, things have been a blur. Chaos. These past couple of months, yeah, chaos. Not in the good way. It. Is there good chaos? Yes, there's good chaos. No, I like, no, a, go. Little, I like a little bit of chaos. There's I only thrive order. In chaos. But I, you guys are getting settled into the new place, sir. Well, we're getting there. I mean, it's, as you can see yourself, and you cannot because this is a podcast. We've, uh, well, as we look around, we've started getting things into some semblance of order. Mm-hmm. Last week, I had the very exciting job of putting additional sockets into the studio. You you live for that? I don't I don't live for it, but, yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's, <laughs> Sorry, you made a living doing that. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's something I can do. And it's, to, to be fair, it's a very useful skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as has been proven. Saved myself a packet. Mm-hmm. Doing it myself as well, I dare say. So that uh, that that's well, that's not all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Been doing a lot of painting. Yes, lots of painting. Let's have a chat about that. Yeah, how is uh, how's it all going? It's it's quiet at the moment, which is to be expected given there there's no events or tournaments mm-hmm. on. So I'm just um, I'm just kind of plugging away at. Uh, a couple of commissions I've got on the go, one of which may or may not be for another member of the Unlucky Frog crew. Charlotte, you get, you've commissioned your husband to paint new models. <laughs> He's charging me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah too, right? For shame. For shame. If you're good at something, never do it for free. So no one that, ever believes me when I say that. I believe it was the, the Joker that said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been... Uh, Working, chipping away at a couple of commissions. I, I also have, a, I've, I've launched a Patreon um, where I will be, I'm, I'm doing, rather than just putting little extra things of whatever I'm doing onto the Patreon, mm-hmm. I decided it would be cool to make the Patreon its own thing so that the people are, like know for sure that they're getting something special. Yeah. So I've called my Patreon the Ashenhold art creature feature. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind it is I'm I'm taking uh like animals mm-hmm. and using them as references for painting models. Cause uh George Lucas once said and uh his advice is a lot better than the the dialogue that he writes. <laughs> uh, he, Good he, job. He he once said that good science fiction always has one foot in reality. That's true. So to to bring a bit of believability to my miniatures, I try and use like real world references. Yeah. So so the one that I've done most recently is I I took the Corvus Cabal Shrike Talon, 
and I used, uh, I adapted the color scheme of the, the kookaburra. It's really interesting. I've, I've, yeah. I've read the article, definitely worth a read. Yeah, so, so there's a full breakdown of how I painted that on the Patreon. That's that's the first in the series I'm planning to do. Uh, I've, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve, guys, for other animals mm-hmm. and things that I'm I'm going to use. And uh, hopefully I'm going to start doing some, some videos and things. And I was thinking I might actually do a couple of field trips for reference hunting. I thought that that might be... Go to the zoo. Yeah. The zoo. Not yeah. not to Australia. Not to <laughs> not Not yet. Well, maybe. Mm, not yet, but yes, I'm planning a, a wee trip to the zoo at some point. So. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And, the zoo. and you do have a giveaway on at the moment. I do, yes. So and the prize? The, the prize Coveted is... prize? The prize that you can win is I will paint one infantry character of your choice to your specification what would what would you have done charlotte it's the guy on foot i'll have a guy on foot painted cool you have, you have <laughs> cool. Worse, charlotte. <laughs> charlotte would probably have like a as do you know, a, do you a know, sorcerer or something do, do you know what this was my fault <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell painting and things is not my um my area of expertise your wheelhouse, as I believe uh, the. It's got my husband for that. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're you're learning about the process. Yes, I'm learning about the process. Because you're helping me with the social media yeah. and stuff. So, but we'll put a link for the giveaway. Um, all you need to do is like and comment mm-hmm. on the post. So we'll do that, and you're in with the chance to win a customized painted miniature. Yeah, that's not all you've been up to. You've been uh, doing some work for Fellhammer as well. I have. Yeah, and you you kind of helped me out with the most recent one, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was it was a tough experience. Tough, right? So, I I get sent a copy of uh, Dire Chasm to review for Fohammer, which is the most recent expansion for mm-hmm. Warhammer Underworlds. And it was um it was interesting getting back into it because it's been a couple of years. Yeah, I, I think we, we were both saying, like, at its core, it's still a game that we really like. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you point this out in your review. Uh, there are some things that could be done better. But I think ultimately they're, like, nitpicky things. It's still a great game. Yeah, I'd say. So. I, and I the, think... the miniatures in this version are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like this year... Games Workshop have been knocking it out of the park because I know like because we we started some of our like game of the year discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, more on that later. Mm-hmm. But um, nice foreshadowing. Yeah, but you you you're pretty adamant about Indomitus being like yeah. the the best sort of miniatures release of this year. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, so many amazing stuff. Largely from Games so, Workshop. Rather, so much amazing stuff came out this, this year. Largely from Games Workshop because they're kind of like the only company actually still really doing stuff apart from Wizards of the Coast. Like, um, because apparently there's a pandemic. Aye. That, 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 that's had an impact on several areas of our lives. But if you, like, thinking, like, looking back, like, the, this year you had, like, Lumineth Realm Lords. Mm-hmm. You had Indomitus, mm-hmm. you had the new Gargants, you've had new Warcry, mm-hmm. new Blood Bowl, 
Yeah, new blood, new blood bowl looks great as well. It's it's mad the stuff that they've churned mm-hmm. out just this year. Right at the start of the year, you had um, uh, Ether War, which is the new yeah the new car drawn over. It's weird to think that that was part of the same year. Now, I don't I, I don't know about I, you, I, but like like stuff that happened in like January February feels like separate timeline. Yeah, it was the before time. Yeah, so I was going to say the before time. Yeah. And we could do things, like yeah. go to the office, in, <laughs> in restaurants. Go to the cinema. Yeah. Damn. Let's face it, we never went to the cinema. I don't know. To be fair, no, I didn't I didn't <laughs> really go to the cinema. So now much the charge for a cinema ticket now? But it's the fact that... I might want to go to the cinema. Well, yeah, don't have this the is option. it. It's, it's now, now that I can't, I'm <laughs> I want <outraged>. to go. <laughs> Do you know what annoys me? Right, mm-hmm. thing, things that Ben hates. New, new, new section. section. Yeah, yeah. Here's a thing that Ben hates. Here's <laughs> more things that Ben hates. It's okay. things that Ben hates. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that really annoyed me this year um, was Christopher Nolan's new film, Tenet. He really wanted it to be released in cinemas. Yeah. Get over yourself, Chris. Right, there's two two reasons that annoyed me. Right. First and foremost, there's a pandemic on. Mm-hmm. Okay. You 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 want people to risk their lives to see your film. Your film is not that important. Okay? Uh-huh. Second thing is get with the times, man. Alright? Yeah. So like you, you you would think with him being like like I understand he's an artist he needs to make money, but he doesn't need to make money that much. I I, I do wonder on the first point whether it was more his intent that he wanted it to be the first film that people can see when it was safe to see films because it was kind of in that weird point where we were like. We don't really know how long this is going to last. At the same time, though, this is the guy that does not allow chairs on his set because he said that if people are sitting down, it means they're not working. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that about the chairs. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. So, yeah, horrible person. And I feel I feel like the... Um... What happens if he needs to shoot a film with... He needs to shoot a scene with chairs... Do all the actors have to method act? They just, just squat. <laughs> you just see the little vein throbbing in his temple. That's why Leonardo DiCaprio always looks so intense. And then um... mm-hmm. he's, he's not sat down for three months. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's forgotten what a cushion feels like. Of well, Inception, that was the film he was in. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Because he does look very intense. Well, in that apparently, Tenet was terrible as well. I haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it either. Um, yeah, I kind of. See what the whole like Christopher Nolan films thing. I I think he peaked at Inception and that was it. Like, at, what good films has he done since Inception? I would argue he peaked at The Dark Knight Rises. I prefer The Dark Knight. The put the point. They're both, is, they're both good. Yeah, the point is like the the Batman films. Yes. And the point is they're not Tenet. They're not. They're, they're not. not. They're not Tenet. Um, so yeah, that's uh, ra- rant over about Christopher Nolan, horrible <laughs> person who is completely moved from rea- removed from reality. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, directors who, could be prima donnas too. Who, who knew that Hollywood directors uh, were completely removed from reality? Well, there was that other director, wasn't there, that started making comments about the guy's flat? 
Did you hear about that? I did. Yeah. Oh, it was, so it was. Words. It was on a. It was so the, the full story is that they were like doing video interviews. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was like an audition. And he made some sort of comment about the guy's flat, but didn't realise he wasn't on mute. Yeah, it's, like, it's wow. these actors. They all live in these tiny box apartments, and then the guys like that. I know I live in a small apartment. That's why you need to give me this job so I can get a bigger one. And the guy was like. Oh my god, I'm absolutely mortified. <laughs> Definitely not mortified. <laughs> that was the worst acting that happened that whole day. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> they they actually they, they reckon they know uh, who it was. Oh no, they do know who it was. Matthew Vaughn. Mm, yeah, yes. that's him. Yes, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, nice baseball cap. Why is he wearing a hat all the time? He, is he bald? Uh, is the, he produced Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, and all those type of films. It doesn't explain he's why that. he's wearing a hat. No, he's got that sort of... Uh, I'm a... I'm a quirky director. Look, <laughs> yeah, kind of look how bohemian I am. My pork pie hat and my bonnet. This is, this is how we feel about me, uh, people who wear trillbazes and that all over again. wanker. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Uh, oh. People are awful. What what other horrible people do we want to talk about on this week's episode? Oh, I mean, horrible people. Like, a lot of this stuff's come to the fore because of this pandemic, right? That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. So, people always talk about these kind of events, you know, like the, the you know the triumph of the human spirit and how people really band together. You know, like, you know a lot of like older people talking about the spirit of the Blitz and all that. I think you really see how horrible some people are in these kind of I mean, of it, is it not a bit of both? I think it brings out the best, but it also brings uh, out the worst in people. Yeah, it's, a, it's got a polarising effect, right? Because, like, I mean, the NHS has been incredible, right? And, mm-hmm. like, some incredibly selfless stories you hear about that. But, uh, like, ba- basically, you look at the way a lot of rich people are behaving during this, right? That's, I mean, that that's what a lot of it comes down to. You know, like, the, the same, like, you know, like, uh, Jeff Bezos, if he was to pay every member of staff... $105,000, he would still have the, the same amount of money as he did before the pandemic. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Mental. What a time to be alive. It's brought out the worst in me. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've been a dick throughout all of this. <laughs> well, we didn't want to say anything, Josh, yeah. but... Yeah, you said it. But... Yeah. As you, I mean, you've not, you've just been eating takeaways and playing RPGs. That you've, yeah, it's like, horrible person. Living the life, really. <laughs> Living my best bachelor life. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. What were we talking about we went, before we went on this rabbit hole? Why did I start ranting about... I don't I know. know. <laughs> you, you just sometimes start ranting about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I rant about him a lot. Yeah, there has been a couple of times, yes. few instances. We were talking about things that you can't do anymore. Yes. And I said, why do we, you know, why did we mention the cinema? And you said, well, actually. Yeah, I, I, I seized upon an opportunity to... <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Direcasm. Yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah, it's a fun game. game, great minis. Don't play it with Christopher Nolan. Don't, don't play with Chris. Because he won't let you sit down. Um, I would <laughs> you have to play it standing up. <laughs> How am I supposed to keep my cards hidden? We're both standing up. 
I bet I bet he sat down. I bet he sat down all the time in set as well. I bet he's really had like an extended director's seat, so he's just slightly higher than everyone else. Yeah. Mm. And he argues he's not sitting down, he's he's like perching because he's <laughs> he's poised like yeah. a coiled spring. It's yeah. like one of those sort of uh, I think standing I... stools you get, which is just like literally somebody to lean against. Yeah. I think you'll find this uh, means I'm more ready for action. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, the people that work for him must hate him. And have legs of steel. Guys, it's happening again. <laughs> We're talking about Christian Nolan again. Oh damn it! <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is what he intended. Yeah. Diachasm. Focus. Focus on diachasm. Focus on diachasm. Uh, I had her at, like. Okay. Okay. No. No. I'll say this properly. I played badly. But I did also have some horrendous bad luck. Yeah, you did as yeah. well. Because it's interesting you checked yourself there, because this is something we've talked about quite a bit recently. Mm-hmm. Is there's a tendency when when games go badly to to blame luck. I hate but, that. But then when you win, it's because of your my superior skill. skill. Yeah. Well, when we played, um, what was the game that we played? The other the the Warcry expansion. Catacombs. Catacombs. Yeah. I, there was no remember there was absolutely no way and I knew almost right from the get go. Oh, it's pretty much a shout out for you. Yeah, yeah. right, because the you, the the just the mission, the objective mm-hmm. would wouldn't, and so I was at the, at playing... the same time though. There's still an element of playing the odds, yeah. right? Because like because your leader wasn't present, I was like, right, time to clean up. So I, I yeah. went, I went really aggressive because was this a was this a fun experience for you, Charlotte? It was, it was, you know, and I knew right from the get go that I probably wouldn't be able to to make much headway. What I did really enjoy about Catacombs was that I was able to block you off with some of the terrain, which gave me a little uh, yeah, bit of an advantage. There's a really interesting sort of mini game within mm-hmm. Catacombs, where because you get to you alternate setting up pieces of terrain. It me you, oh, you do this thing neat. of like, do you set up the terrain to con to convey an advantage to yourself, mm-hmm. or do you set up the terrain to try and hinder your opponent, mm-hmm. or are you trying to do a little bit of both? If I hadn't done that, you probably would have just walked right over me. Yeah. Because my um she my, trapped my two, two of fighters. My two oh, strongest nice. fighters didn't even make it onto the. Oh. Yeah, and so they were just like running around, being being mowed down. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was brutal. Nice. It was also the fact that um, the the because you played the K Knight Shadow Stalkers, mm. who are like the nimble elf. And I have guys. to say, I really enjoyed playing them. Yeah, I did really like playing them. But say, saying that to say that I feel like if it'd been the other way around, where I was trying to attack the center and you were holding it, it might be a different game because yeah. you you've got all your ranged weapons and my guys aren't as fast. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think de- definitely a lot of things landed in my favour. Yeah. So there's a, there's an element of you you did have really bad luck, but it's and luck's an element of all of these games, right? But you mm-hmm. st- you still need to have the perception to see, oh, things are looking quite bad for you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and capitalise on that. I think there's like the other thing as well. I, I, I don't know. I don't like blaming bad luck um, for losing. I feel like I'm kind of, I'm effectively saying to my opponent, you, you had nothing to do with that. I hate that. That's one yeah, of the things. Yeah. And I, I've said this again and again. I hate it when somebody says, oh, I would have won if I'd done this. And it's like, well, no, because you don't know what I would have done. 
Yeah, and response. response. Yeah, I, I, had that, I, I had that. I had that tournament once. It was a game that I played that ended in a draw because it was it mm-hmm. was like a mirror match. Yeah, and my opponent said, uh, "Well, if I had such as if if I had done such and such, then I would have won." And I was like, "How do you know that?" Be like, "Because you couldn't do this." And I just said, "Well, I think you're overestimating yourself there." Yeah, <laughs> I think one of the biggest things... he didn't, like he he was like kind of flabbergasted mm-hmm. at that. I think one of the biggest things that does, I suppose, gets ignored a lot is adaptability because mm-hmm. you need to adapt to, uh, you know, yes, there are people that have a linear process where they think, I'll do this, you know, almost like chess where you mm-hmm. can see it sort of working out in front of you. But the minute somebody does something that deviates from your there, plan, there, you need to yeah, adapt. There is a theory that the, the guys that tend to place high in tournaments for games like Age of Sigma and 40k are the most adaptable. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. you need that, to be able that, to do that. that. That's the that's the that seems to be the like the number one thing of like what separates a tournament winner mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. someone who's a good player. Yeah, is their ability to adapt. Because I remember reading um, it was an interview with uh, Ben Johnson, who's one of the de- the designers for Age of Sigma, and uh, he knows a guy. Uh, Jack, who just won three tournaments back to back, and and the thing that he'd said was that he always has a plan. He's never relying on just one thing to yeah. happen for him. There's always a contingency plan, and it's back to what you're saying about adaptability, mm-hmm. being it being able to pivot and readjust yeah, yeah. mid game. That's yeah, that's crucial. Because it's important to be able to think ahead, but you need to be able to deviate yeah. from it. As well, yeah. I think if and if you're relying on one thing happening, you you're kind of placing your fate in 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 the hands of of luck, really, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Which is not that's the well, the the worst strategy in the world is hope, yeah. right? I hope this works, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Lady Luck isn't always your friend. Nah, she seldom is. Well, this is it with like Magic the Gathering, and it looks a fair. There's a fair degree of luck in Magic the Gathering, yeah. right? But at the same time, still usually the same kind of faces you see in like the top eight of the major tournaments. There's a great so. quote. I can't remember who was it said that. My dad's going to be appalled at me because he's a huge golf fan. But there's there's a golfer who, um, in an interview, someone was saying about how lucky he was. Oh, this is uh, the more practice, the luckier I get. Yeah. Is it not Tiger who said that? I don't think it was Tiger. Nah. You should apply that to the rest of it, it's, <laughs> it, it was, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was he was well known for being able to to get the, the ball out of like wicked mm-hmm. bunkers and yeah. things like that. And that's he says, isn't it, isn't it funny? The more I practice, the luckier I get. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I mean, you obviously practicing for a tabletop game is quite different from mm-hmm. from you know like a like a competitive sport, but the, the same thing applies. You do need to practice. You need to go over theories and strategies, and the and the more you do that, the luckier you get. It's also as well, I think, um, prevalent in stress management. You know, the more you practice and become 
prepared for something, the less stress you're going to get. Oh, it, yeah. You know? I, I remember doing like the um, the couple of times I've done Grand Prix for Magic the Gathering. It's, it, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the mental you, energy. You get, you, yeah. you get through to like the first, I, I never made like a day two, but I, I was getting close to the cut. And like getting close to the cut is nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. Every game matters. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a really interesting article that Edge did a number of years ago. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and it's um, it's about flow. Mm-hmm. And it's like ne- neurologists study all this, and, it, and you see it particularly see with like esports, mm-hmm. but you but you get it with like competitive sports as well. Like you know when you talk about someone being on fire or on a roll, mm-hmm. and they they've actually studied brain patterns and all that. So like the, there is like a science behind this this idea that you can you get into this zone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting. And it's like, you know, you must see the same thing with like the, you know, you know Magic the Gathering players, these people playing competitive high level. But the, the, the example they cited in the article was a, it was a street fighter tournament a number of years ago. And there's wow. this, this guy had like a sliver of health left, but he just went off on this guy. He came back and he just absolutely leathered him when he came back from. And it was this, like, he just seemed to go into, like, this sort of trance mm-hmm. state where he just. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So that's what you guys have been up to. <laughs> I got really <laughs> deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Unexpected. Covered everything from Christopher Nolan to the science of flow. That was a wild ride. Wow. <laughs> Felt a bit like a Christopher yeah. Nolan film. <laughs> what's what's the plot twist at the end? That's not him. Midnight Shyamalan, come on. Uh, he does that a little bit. You reckon? He, he doesn't lean on it as hard as Shyamalan. No, he, did, no, he does not. Who does? Uh, I don't know. What do you reckon the plot twist would be? There isn't a plot. <gasps> oh, that's dun, just dun, the happening. Oh, spoilers for the happening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for the happening. I recorded with the gi- uh, the giant brains brainwaves. Oh yes, you did. Earlier this week with uh, Cran from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but that's the wrong brain. Oh, sorry. Was was it Ian? Br- brainwave Ian from oh, okay, Brainwaves. Right, okay, sorry. yeah. Sorry, um, Ian, Jamie, and Ian from Unpopular Mechanics oh, yes. as well. Uh, we should get Cran on the show sometime. Cran. <laughs> Cran. Does he still do? Yeah, it's Krang. Um, I'm on. I'm on first name terms with him. Does he still do like public appearances? I don't know. Ian or Krang? Can we just? Who are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I've not seen him in a while, so maybe he stopped doing public appearances. I think Ian is Krang. (laughs) No, no, hold on, hold, hold on. Right, Ian is not a giant brain. He's the giant yeah, brain. He is the he's the giant brain, but that is in as much as we are not literal frogs. Right, so just just to be clear, that so Ian is of the same race as Krang. Ian is a person like and you and I. Honest, you have met him. We we. Krang? Are you saying Krang's not a person? Because that's racist, man. I I don't know what kind of creature Krang came from. He's but, a brain. No, he's a giant Krang? brain. No, but he's not, though, is he? Because he's in the belt. Yeah, but yeah, he's but he is a brain. He's large. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose he is. Maybe we wouldn't have said he was a giant brain. Guys, I recorded a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it went really well. It was fun. Yeah, All right. It went better than that. It went better than that. Uh, no, it was cool. It was cool. Um, it was uh, it. So we did like a retrospect of uh, the year that was twenty twenty. I was actually like, I didn't. I didn't say this. Was to it them. just the three years sitting around? Like... Four of us. It was Four, Ian, from, Ian from uh, Unpopular Mechanics as well. Yeah. Um, no, Jamie doesn't count because he's not human. Wow. What is going on today? Meow. I don't. I don't know where that came from. So, but Jamie, I'm so sorry. If Ian is crying. Does that make Jamie shudder? Um. Well, Jamie's definitely got the better end of this deal. <laughs> yeah. Like. So what? What does that make Ian then? Is he rock steady? And or be Bob, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're like they're like one entity, aren't they? Right, guys, can we yeah, please so... stop trying to sign Ninja Turtle villains to, to the, the various members of Brainwaves, please? Um, this is a serious podcast, okay? No, it, well, it was. That's the thing, because uh, there, there were some heavy subjects to talk about in 2020. I, I have to be honest, like... Uh, Ian had sent out like these show notes before uh, we recorded something that we never do. No, Maybe... yeah, our fine. listeners will all be surprised to hear yeah. that. Um, and and I'm reading through the the subject, and it's like obviously coronavirus interrupting everything, Kickstarter unionizing, Black Lives Matter becoming prominent. Of that, was the, and that was messed up. Yeah, right. They fired a lot of people, didn't they? And, yeah. and I'm reading through all of this, and it's like, well, this is heavy. This is, but I mean, one, it was a pleasure recording with it. It's always great hanging out yeah, with those yeah, guys yeah. and catching it. It was fantastic to catch up with them because I don't think I'm, I haven't spoken to them in It's kind of weird ages. that Ian has no arms, you know, but. <sighs> right, enough. <laughs> enough. We love right. Ian. We're not making any more comments. Yeah, I, like, I, you know, I'm not holding that against him, but. Well, because he has arms. Damn it! Stop derailing this. That's my job. That's my thing. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was great recording with them. And um, now, bear with me when I say this. I think I made some like good points. Yeah, I might have. I might sound like I know what I'm talking about in this. You actually do. You like you like jo- Josh acts the goat. That's that's the big twist. And don't give that away. Yeah, it's that the, if people if people don't think that I'm an affable fool, I can't get away with all my nefarious schemes. Yeah. <laughs> so are you, are you applying the sort of Jack Sparrow strategy to life, like where you pretend that you're the buffoon to sort of drop people's guard? I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah. There's an element of me pretending. There's an element of me being. But that is the. Jack but, but that's Jack Sparrow. Yeah. yeah. Is is he a is he a roaster or is he? genius and part of pretending is acting but it's also based in real life as well mm-hmm. so you're not pretending being you guys check out uh brainwaves <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a serious discussion the the it comes out uh i think ian's shooting to release it the week of the 28th cool. so cool. it'll be out shortly excellent so looking forward to listening. Check, check me out on that so, yeah um, we actually did some gaming as we well. We did yeah, yeah. on my birthday, first time in how long? Yeah. Because months. having an eighteen-month-year-old, month-year-old, eighteen-month-eighteen-month-old, eighteen-month-old, eighteen-month-year-old is difficult stuff. Yeah, difficult stuff because he refuses to sleep. He wants to stay up and 
and play games, but mm. we can't. He wants to hang with the lads. When it's half ten, you need to be in bed. I'm in bed by half ten. I can't be sitting up trying to, you know, put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right over. We <laughs> played Chronicles of Crime. We did. I, I talked about my impressions of it, but what did you guys think of it? First, I really first, enjoyed it. Yeah. My... The, the sort of cartoonish appearance belies the yeah, I, yeah, I the the of the, the, the game. The only comment I made before playing it, I think, was that I felt that because the app was only on one phone, that then all the sort of investigation stuff would fall to one person. But I think we managed to... I think the idea is yeah, that yeah, you pass, you the pass phone it around and stuff and like that. Yeah. Um, but but I you, felt... you can run it off of like a VR headset. Yeah, can you? yeah. that's right. Because you can do the. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was really exciting. I am very looking forward to going in again and finding out more. I know. I think it's. I think it's a neat system, right? And it, it it's an example of how integrating technology to a board game works well. Yes. Because if you didn't mm-hmm. have that, you would have to have a bunch of source books with it. Yeah. A stack. Well, it's like, um, I suppose it would be like um, Holmes and, and Watson. But you would need more because you yeah, need the picture. The, the size yeah. of the book would probably be more like uh, Tales of Arabia Nights. Yeah, that's and, true. And from the sort of sustainability perspective, you think how much they're saving on like on paper and ink yeah. and things like yeah. that. They're mm-hmm. bringing the price of the game down, making it more affordable. So... Yeah, so I, I think I think on on the whole, it, the the app works. That's an example mm-hmm. of an app, yeah, working really well for a, for a, a tabletop game. Yeah, I was, like I say, I was I was very impressed with it, and I echo your thoughts. Like the um, the the, it was heavier going than I was anticipating, but I, it was still good. I think for me that is based on the um, step up. From the tutorial, because the tutorials mm-hmm. kind of just sure, get tutorials you easy. Yeah. yeah, but even the story, the narrative in the mm. tu- tutorial isn't that gritty. I can't. I don't think it was. Was it? Some. Oh, it was actually. Yeah, I take that back. No, that was well, quite a gritty. No, story. Hold on, hold, hold on. But in comparison to the first chapter, no, what? Where do you get the drama? It was a yeah, the bridge. About three minutes, like someone said, "Geez, oh, let's." Uh, Come on, guys. <laughs> we'll Isn't need to spoiler? edit that out. What? Oh, it's a spoiler. spoiler. It's for the tutorial. Yeah, but you still want to experience yeah, the tutorial. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll beep, 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 Right, <laughs> more. But right, I, yeah, right. I, think, I think like to to go to go back to the game. I think we were all not shocked, but like, taken aback. Taken aback mm-hmm. by yeah. um, some of the themes. The plot it's ballsy. Yeah, frankly. Yeah, and that was just the the first one. We've still got the other mm. two, and there's expansions as well, I believe. Yeah, I actually got a notification. Another one's been put up. Yeah, so, so it looks as though they're still. Uh, still maintaining it, which is nice. That's cool. Um, and and this is the thing, right? Is because you've got the cards to all the QR codes on, mm-hmm. you could in effect continue putting new stuff up. Yeah, you can just put new content on the app. You can pay for like an extra chapter on the app, I suppose. Like, yeah. Easy. Yeah, I wouldn't begrudge paying for extra yeah, missions and things that. like that. Yeah. 
It's, it's, a, it's a great system, and I, I've seen that they've actually started to implement it into other settings. Like, mm-hmm. there's a historical one. I think they've done a couple like based on the specific IPs. Oh, I've done that. I don't know if I'm making yeah. that up. What, 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 what IP would you want them to use for it? What would make mm. it good? Poirot. Poirot, oh, like a proper Agatha Midsummer Christ- Murders. <laughs> Oh my words, you could got, you imagine you, that? You got really excited about Midsummer Murders there, Charlotte. I just don't understand how anybody's left in this village. No one is. Like, it's, it's yeah. Um, I, Prowler's a good shout, though, like an Agatha Christie-style yeah, yeah, murder mystery good. one. That would be great, yeah. Um, what would I go for? So they've done they've done a noir version. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be exciting. Yeah. And I still love noir. They've they've done one called like two thousand four hundred. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah, they've done a nineteen hundred one, and mm-hmm. they've done they've done a fourteen hundred one. Oh, get yeah. some medieval detective work on the go. Yes, These damn witches. Exactly. Right. So it, it's it's really interesting that they're doing different settings, but yeah, the the idea of having them set in like established universes that'd be an interesting one, like um. I'm thinking you know, like the for like forty k underhive or something oh, like that. Oh yeah. Or you know like uh, like the CD underbelly of Coruscant and Star Wars mm. things like that. You could do some really neat stuff. I, I I don't know why. Like I'm I'm just thinking of cartoons. Like I'm just trying to shoehorn this into DuckTales. I I was actually thinking Scooby Doo. No <laughs> no, Scooby Doo is the worst. Ah, uh, not this again. Is this another thing that you hate, Ben? No, 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 no! <laughs> yeah, I hate Scooby-Doo. Because even as a child, it annoyed me how formulaic it was. It's just bad television, guys. And but Ben, that was the 70s. I know, but like, no looking through the, the lens of nostalgia can, can forgive how awful <laughs> Scooby-Doo is. I can forgive Scooby-Doo. Scrappy-Doo, on the other hand... Tell me you don't like Scrappy Doo. I don't like Scrappy. Who likes Scrappy Doo? There's a reason they made him the villain in the Scooby Doo film. Spoilers, (laughs) by the way. We'll have to bleep bleep that out. Yes, he just spoiled spoiled it for Charlotte. He was a baddie. Yeah. It's not really good, is it? Right, it's not Scooby Doo that I have an issue with, but Hannah and Barbara just thought to themselves, all right, we've got a formula that works. Let's apply it to literally everything. And you get. In space. You get. Prehistoric. Well, the worst one being Jabberjaw, which was in some sort of dystopian society that lived underwater where sharks are criminalised, and Jabberjaw is a talking shark that travels with a rock band solving mysteries. (laughs) His catchphrase is no respect, because people don't give him any respect. I don't think I've ever seen this. (laughs) Yes, it's It's weird. When you had um, Josie the Pussycats. Yeah. That was exactly the same um, formula as Scooby Doo. Uh, the Funky Phantom, yeah. same formula. Captain what, Caveman, yeah. same formula. The one that I was saying, obviously, about the uh, prehistoric and the uh, mm-hmm. future one was uh, the Jetsons and the Flintstones. The Flintstones is based on the Honeymooners. Mm. Mm. But basically, they, took, they just took Flintstones. Oh, yeah, and the Flintstones and just futurized yes. it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Why did we ever stop doing that? Just. Making cartoons of regular TV Cookie shows. Things yeah. just like boop, boop, boop. But they still do it. Yeah. 
a little better at hiding it, but yeah. only a little. Yeah. Well, we we were talking tonight about how uh, the, like the the golden age of Nickelodeon in the nineties. Oh, oh some good. some great cartoons came out of that. Mm-hmm. The reason why is we we, we had um, we'd initially put on these new Mickey Mouse cartoons for Nathaniel. But uh, Ben and I just ended up watching them. Like they're really funny. Viewers. Uh, yeah, that, that's, I don't think that's <laughs> an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had it on for a while. Uh, it's but it, it reminded us a lot of the Nickelodeon cartoons yeah. from way back. But Ren and Stimpy, Ariel Monsters, SpongeBob. Yeah. I forget yeah. that SpongeBob was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Because I never actually watched SpongeBob. When it came out, I never saw it after. In mm-hmm. fact, I forget who he's older than you think. Yeah. It's got to be like the most memed show, hasn't it? Uh, SpongeBob's up there. The Muppets gets memed a lot. Yeah, I think SpongeBob Kermit and the Frog. Yes, yeah, SpongeBob. Sponge. I'm not saying like yeah. the Simpsons gets memed a lot as well. That's true. It'd be interesting to actually like. To, to work the, survey the, that the survey the most memed most memed TV shows of all time uh, I think Spongebob could be number one it's either that it's going to be that or the Simpsons right I've seen so many Simpsons oh uh, yeah there are a lot like, I, I just I saw one the, the the Barney one today just hook it to my veins <laughs> is that like the, the Duff convention the one that I always use is the one when um, Homer steps back into the bush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good t- <laughs> uh, for the me, head. it's Ralph Wiggum on the back of the school I'm bus. In danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, comes up a lot for me in my life, surprisingly. <laughs> um, guys, we've rambled for like 40 odd minutes. Yeah. Um, should, we, should we draw this to a close? Let's uh, wind it up, shall we? Let's okay. land this plane, Ben. Let's land this plane. It's been all over the place, hasn't it? I know this is going to be great fun to edit and like do show notes for Christopher um, Nolan, The Simpsons. Kind of reads a bit like a Christopher Nolan plot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dragon from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ian, I apologize. Commission pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's been a wild ride. Have you missed it? Roller coaster of an episode. <laughs> and I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Yeah. It's good to have you guys back. Yeah. It's good to be back. Excellent. Right, well, on that note, uh, we're going to... One last thing. Oh. oh. Our next oh. episode is the annual Secret, Secret Santa. Santa episode. Yes. Yes. So, in fact, in fact, we're going to record Charlotte's section separately right now. <laughs> right, right now. Yeah, and then check it out now. Also, we, we did mention earlier, and we foreshadowed it and forgot to come back to it, Oh, which is nice save. Yeah, we just, you know, we nearly yeeted that Chekhov's gun out the window there. Um, <laughs> we are going to be recording our Game of the Year episode in January. So we, we've we we've played a couple of the games that that we, we think will be of interest. I think when we were shortlisting our different categories, right, um, we had lots, lots of thoughts on... The best miniatures and best expansion. Yes, it's been a, it's been a fairly slow year as far as releases go. But when we um, when we'd asked the members of the Discord, mm-hmm. they, there was quite a few suggestions that I hadn't, mm, I'm not played true. or hadn't heard yeah. of. So it would be good to get an idea 
I don't think I've played any, well, apart from Catacombs. I think Catacombs is the only one that I've Warcry, played. Catacombs. Warcry, Catacombs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's the only new game I've played this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've still got 1565 to play. Yeah, yes. we need to get that done. Yeah, which I'm quite excited about. We also have Tidal Blades. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if there's anything else, that dear listener, that, that you've played that you think that we should be mm-hmm. having a look at, then do let us know. We're always interested to hear what you guys are interested yep. in. Hit me up. Hit me up, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a bit of a strange mood tonight, guys. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm just a bit, like, hyper about being back. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I'm excited that's to nice. be back. No, that's good. That's good. Right. Are we now going to draw this to a yes. close? Cool. With yes. the, the, yeah, Ch- Chekhov is satisfied. Yeah, the gun's been shot. Yeah. So... Guys, thank you very much for listening and until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.